Hey there, all you strange and wonderful people. This is the SW Experience, and I am your host, the Shogun. I'm coming to you live from my undisclosed location. On this episode, I would like to introduce a very special friend, someone I've wanted to get on this podcast for a very long time. He is a good friend of mine, simply known as King. Yes, like that character from Texas. Yeah, but, you know, I know this one. Anyway, me and King, see, normally on this podcast, I got rules, you know, no off-color commentary, no bullshit, no politics, no religion, whatever, but that's not what happens here, man. In this one, well, this one's different. In this one, we definitely talk about politics. We definitely talk about Trump. We definitely talk about religion and shit. And, you know, whatever. We even use people's real names because that was one of the rules. No real names, you know, and nothing incriminating. Nothing that can come back to bite you. So I've had to, for the first time ever, edit a lot of shit out of this podcast. We sat down and we talked for two hours. But a lot of this shit was like, oh, man, if this person hears this, they're going to come for us and all that. So had to trim it down to a nice, neat 30 minutes. So enjoy. So... uh, as I was previously stated, I am the Shogun talking today with the King, and this is the SW experience, and here we go. This is the SW Experience, and with me today is King. Jack Harlan. What the fuck? That's cool. That's good. Oh shit. You were gonna say something about like the virus and it's fake, but I wanna ask you something. Remember that that insurrection? Capital. Yes. Storming on the capital. I think. Well, Donald Trump's an interesting leader because he's very toxic because he, he, he trenches the beliefs of his followers, and if, if you don't follow them, they fuck you. So, but he also wasn't really, as you say, a politician. He became more of a politician. He kind of fucked up, but he like wouldn't like the lobbyists. Like there's so many lobbyists in the Democratic Party to get their agendas pushed and sponsor um, ad campaigns and a lot of it's like sugar companies and oil companies and um, petrol, uh, cigarette companies used to be allowed to that kind of thing. Um, so like with the sort of the capital, it's in America so I don't like really care. Kind of low-key wish. No, let's not say what. Oh, what would be interesting to see what happens if they were successful. And all those people, those lawmakers, are like really making life so much harder for the average person. Like, hiding behind these laws, and they're not suffering, but so many more are suffering because it takes a long to pass laws. 
they only just passed the stimulus in like one year, literally almost one year after they did uh, 800 rand or 600 rand and now they, they did a 600 rand one, 600 dollar one and now they've just done 1,400 and stimulus is when you get unemployment checks. But yeah, I think yeah, we got to, I never got to, luckily, um, yeah, and I pay 25 fucking percent of tax, 25 percent tax every month, so I was like fell under EIF, so I kind of paid off, but getting that 25 percent tax each month sucks, but in the end it helped, but yeah. Storming of the capital. Uh, it's it's very interesting that the one the lady that died, she got shot in the neck. I wonder how much like bigger news would have been if they were black, like especially if like the culture there. Yeah. Like would it be would it be more of a story like of oh, I can't believe the law enforcement are like whose side would the the quote unquote the established media be on. I suppose the governments run the media and they want them to look like the enemy anyway. Well, dude, that's um, an interesting thing you say because, like, if they were black, like those people who stormed the Capitol, if they were just, like, black all across the board, a lot more people would have died. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, for a fact, a lot more people oh, would have yeah. shot. I don't think they would have been able to get that far. They might not have gone inside. Just, that's just straight up. Cops would open fire and people would have turned back and ran. Yeah. Dude. It's like, that was one of the first things people said about that Capitol storming. I think I remember Chris Evans was, like, the first person I heard it from. He's like, if those people were black, like, they definitely would have been shot. Like, you can't say, like, the systemic racism doesn't exist in the police. It does. Yeah. And, like, even when there was those BLM um, marches, yeah. I saw... Like a lot of accounts and like independent journalists saying that random like bricks, like piles of bricks would turn up and there's actually this um, like proof in the past, I don't know if it was for this one, but most likely it is, where like the government send insurgents into the crowd who start the violence and then as soon as like there's a threat of violence then that's when the police can move in. Yeah. So that like, they work together, which is like so crazy. And it's so weird how they, I suppose they have to talk about the worst thing that happens, but like how with the, like, they call them riots, but they were marches. It just turned into like looting riots at the end because they have so many people. I feel like for every hundred people, there's always an idiot. Like there has to be like a, like that one idiot in the crowd that will do something stupid. Maybe that was me at school, probably, or. No, you are an idiot. Um, and then... Jackass, but not an idiot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then, though, it's just the idiots left over that. Yeah, and I suppose this, everyone being stuck inside for so long, just wanting to do something, was all adding fuel to the fire. But it was yeah. so weird seeing videos, just like, average normal people just looting stores, just like, going in, taking knife shirts. Just like, everyday people. Yeah. Dude, this... When, uh... In an off-topic thing, remember these people were, they were protesting, uh, like, Nike 
because like there was this one factory that employed like child labor that made Nike shoes, and people like as protest they would burn their Nike shoes, and I just when I saw that I just thought, well, not really. That doesn't really affect Nike because at the end of the day, you you can do whatever you want with the shoe. You bought it. Mm. You you bought the motherfucker. You can burn it if you like. But yeah, that's just stupid. Yeah. There was a lot of death last year. A lot of people died. Ada Van Halen, Chadwick Boseman, Soul Man Rocky Johnson, just... Kobe. Yeah. He was like early. Like... Yeah. It's like well, each month something happened. It was so weird. Like yeah. it started with... It started with people like this whole um, meme culture the end of uh, 2019 saying on the uh, 1st of... First of Jan, the Queen's gonna die and Big Ben's gonna explode. That was like what everyone was talking about. And it was so weird, and obviously it never happened, but it was just like what everyone kept saying, oh, it's gonna happen, it's gonna, everyone would just make memes about it. And then what a way to start the year. And then there was the fires, the Los Angeles fly, fires, yeah. and the fires in Australia. I don't know if there was fires in Los Angeles, but I know there was fires in Australia. Yeah. Like spawn animals died. You remember that volcano that went up in like Hawaii? What? You don't no. know there was a volcano in Hawaii? No. It erupted and it was like slow moving lava and shit. I have no idea what happened to that. Because I remember it was everywhere. Like every day on the news they would talk about like like more houses are being destroyed, more people being evacuated. And then they just stopped. They stopped talking about it. I have no idea. Like is the volcano still going? Did it stop? Like, I wonder. Dude. Oh shit. But what do you get when you... That's kind of what you get when you build a town next to a dormant volcano. Just... Yeah, there's one in Yellowstone. And they could just go off at any moment. Yeah. And they could fuck shit up. Mm. We've been fortunate. Yeah. We don't really have volcanoes, earthquakes, and... There was one, like... Dude, I remember in... I think it was grade 12, because we'd, we'd been playing hockey, and we were on the bus back, and a friend told me like, yo, like, like, Durban just got like, we would like gone way, it was an away game. So we were like way out. And he tells me like, yo, Durban just got like aftershock. And, like they just felt like aftershock. It was, it was from, it was the aftershock from China. And the guy tells me like, hey bro, South Africa's so ratchet, man. We can't even afford our own earthquakes. We have to borrow <laughs> aftershock from China. <laughs> Everything comes from China. I have this crazy theory about China. So you know how when we were younger we played with toys? Yes. Um, and we always, it always, we'd like look under the bottom and be like made in China and there'd be like um, Mandarin written on the bottom, like Chinese uh, writing. And we would just keep playing, but we'd always play with different toys, we'd always like look at it, just play with it in our hand, but we wouldn't like study we just we know we'd see it because like you can remember it yeah. and you would get different toys race uh, remote control cars action men i don't know a lot of different things um and what if though that's like chinese writing that mandarin was like a code and every time we saw it, it was just coding our brain coding 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 and then all they have to do is initiate the the capitalist or something to like and act that code on us, like they send on like a signal 
and then suddenly we all yeah like that MK Ultra shit they tried back in the day MK Ultra is the craziest shit ever ever wasn't a Marilyn Manson involved in that no I'm pretty sure he just made a song about it I don't think he was involved man wait someone else Charles Manson uh, maybe I think I'm so not sure though it sounds absurd. Like, if you were to try to explain it to someone, it would sound absolutely silly. Like, absolutely. what? Government endorsed mind control? Just... But do you know how they did it? Uh, I never really paid attention to the how. It was just the what and the why. Yeah, so basically how they did it is they would get this guy, Charles Manson, who was very charismatic, and then he would get, like, these young teens, and they saw him as, well, they were, like, out of school, and they saw him as this god, and then they, they would spark them with um, acid and LSD, yeah. And then they, they didn't know. And then they would like enter these rituals, and I think, yeah, he got them to kill people. Yeah, Manson family killings. Yeah. Yeah, they, that's been going on for years. That's not really anything new. Like, I learned that. Of all places, I learned that watching a video about Assassin's Creed. Oh my goodness! It was explaining like what, like it was talking about the movie, like like how come the movie went wrong. It's like it's like delving into it. We need to go all the way back to like what an assassin is. Like it's it roots from the word Hashashid, and it was the first type of assassin was about this guy, this leader who wanted to convince this small group of people that he was some kind of god. So he fed them these spiked drinks. And they would hallucinate, and while he they hallucinate, he would give them these instructions, and when they would like come out of it, he would be like his band of trained killers, and that was like the first type of assassin. So when you mention like Charles Manson and him spiking people and that, so like, oh yeah, that's just been going on you know, for a long time. Then yeah, there's actually a theory in um, the Catholic faith, so. Like the the oldest things they found is like pottery, um, and they were talk I think it was in I can't remember, Kublik, uh, somewhere in Rome, I'm pretty sure, or somewhere in the Middle East. So what the rituals would be is apparently like pairing mushrooms and psilocybin with wine is the best way, and it was like actually part of the ritual of like the religion. And like, because I was raised Catholic, you always get the the body and the blood. That's what they tied to now. But what if it actually is meant to represent like mushroom and wine? And like they also, on like special days, they burn incense. Like what incense were they actually burning back then? Because now it's all like mediocre stuff. Because the churches had to change or make people need to they belong there because... People realize, why do I have to go there to do it? I want to just do it on my own. So then they put like this whole power structure. And obviously through time, things change because history is basically just based off opinions. Um, and so it's crazy to think how religion is ruled. You're Catholic? Well, I was raised Catholic. I'm not actually Catholic. I don't understand how you... How do you raise Catholic but you're not Catholic? Like what? It's not like it's not like a library card. You can't just give it back after you're done with <laughs> yes, it. You, can. you only you like it's saying you can't just be defined by one thing. 
because like Catholicism is like a religion that they've got all the answers, they know everything, which I just feel like is impossible. That just feels like impossible to me. It has to be because like the Bible in the end is written by people, so it's it's up for impression. Open to interpretation. Open to interpretation. There's a. Well, since you've informed me of your belief in Catholicism, there's this movie called Dogma. It's made by Kevin Smith. It's <laughs> it's really good. It's about these uh, these two angels who've been banished to Earth, and they find a loophole that'll allow them to get back into heaven. Cause there's this church that's celebrating. It's like it's like bicentenary, like. Like, yeah, and sounds like a good movie. I want to watch it. Yeah, and they discovered that the, the this one priest says if you walk through these arches, you will be like cleared of any and all sin and be allowed into heaven. So they plan to go to this church and like rem if they remove their wings, they become human, and they become human. They can just pass through the arches. When they die, they'll go back to heaven, and that's the plan. So, problem is that if they do that they would be like undoing like a command that was issued by God. And if like one command can be undone, then everything becomes undone and it would be the end of all existence. So, yeah. so to stop this, the like God sends this angel down to recruit this woman, the last scion to go and stop these angels from entering this church. But along the way, she gets help from Jay and Silent Bob. These two guys who are prophets, in a manner of speaking, and this other angel played by Chris Rock, and he has like this funny ass line, like he he comes down and they talk and talk and talk and they talk about God and she's like, you know God, and he goes, no, he's like, you know Jesus, and he's like, no, him, brother owes me twelve bucks. <laughs> oh shit, it's some dude, it's fucking great. It's a great film. There's yeah. a scene where it's like. They talk and they talk and they're like, you ever notice how the Bible like starts with Jesus at like age 12 and then it skips all the way to like age 33? That's a pretty huge gap, don't you think? Because yeah. they turn out like, oh, it's part of this huge cover up. They didn't want you to know that Jesus had siblings. And it was like, no, Mary was a virgin. And he's like, no, Mary gave birth to Christ as a virgin. It, it's easy. To believe that she gave birth to Christ as a virgin is one thing. But to believe that a husband and wife can spend 33 years without ever having sex, that's just gullibility, man. <laughs> yeah, especially back then. Dude. There's no plan B, no condoms. Yeah. No bosh bosh. Man. Good times. It's on YouTube. Check it out. Oh, well. You can't, like, buy it anywhere, though, because the rights to the film were purchased by Harvey Weinstein. And he's going through all this shit. Yeah. He didn't like release it on DVD or anything, but it's on YouTube though. What's it called? Bro. Dog Dogma. Dogma. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I love listening to Elon Musk on YouTube. Yeah, he's a, you hear about his kid? The name he gave his kid. Just yeah. Kind of said, hey, the K something. Just, yeah. Kids gonna celebrities give the kids weird names. No, but it's gonna be symbiotic with AR. That's why I did it. Mm. Yeah, easier for that. 
downloading your memory into the computer shit. Are you fucking joking about that? Like, what the hell? You can't be serious about that whole, oh, I'm not gonna die, I'm just gonna transfer my consciousness into a computer, be part of the internet, like Johnny Depp and Transference. Yeah. Jeez. You know what? Now that you're here, I can actually ask you that question again. If there was a way that I could tell you the exact time of your death, down to the minute, would you want to know? No. Why not? Because I don't care. You don't care? No. You could die tomorrow and you don't care. Yeah. That's but the thing is, I don't know I'm going to die tomorrow, so I don't care. Yeah. Yes, what do you want to know? No. Because that would ruin the rest of my life. Probably. Because, like, if it says, like, okay, you're going to die in 30 years. I'm like, okay, I have a 30-year cap on my life. When I get to this point, like, I'm going to start dreading, like, okay, where is it going to come from? Mm. But if you know your future, you're going to spend your whole life trying to change it. Mm. That's a good point. Now you know, like, you can, re how I would tell back in school, like, I can really be friends with somebody. Yeah. Silence. Like, we could just, like, sit there and not say anything and, like, have it not be weird. Yeah. Yeah, that's how you, if you could just sit with somebody and not say shit. Yeah. That's when you know, like, yeah, I can definitely chill with this dude. Yeah, that's, an, yeah, I agree with that. Like, some people can't do that. Like, my one mate, um... They just have to say something. Yeah, Tristan. Like, we're really good mates. But, yeah, he can never do that. Mm. Shit, though. Yo, there were some wild motherfuckers back in high school, man. Oh, yeah, for sure. But the school got soft over the years. I remember a friend of mine told me, like, it was, like, one of the first things he said. I was like, hey, man, how was that back? Because he was, like, a year behind me, and I was like, Hey, how was the life back at school, man? I haven't been there in a while. It's like, yo, the place has gone soft, man. Anybody can walk across the field now. Like, just, it fucking sucks. And even though we're grade 12s, we, they, like, nerfed us beyond belief. We can't do shit. Just, uh, yo. I'm glad I passed when I did. Yeah, each year it got softer and softer. But I suppose it kind of needed to happen. Yeah. They have a good principal now, Mr. Fulion. Yeah, he's... He, he was there for one year, I think, when we were in grade 8. Yeah. Plus, we had a good... Dude, I honestly thought, like, when we leave, and because the principal at the time, McAvoy, was leaving too, we like, I'm like, when we leave, you know, I think, uh, what was his name? He was the, the Indian guy, I can't remember his name, but, like, he was, like, head of discipline and shit. Mr. Governor. Yes. I How can he, he not remember Mr. Governor? Huh? Fuck, I, I remember him, I just don't remember his name. I was in his office so much. <laughs> I remember one time, it was after English. So it started in the, it started the day before. Uh, Jared Campbell was told to go shave at the back office. Everyone had to go to the back office. He went there to go shave. Then he like, oh, I'll take some shaving cream with me. Yeah, it'll be funny. Ha ha. Saw me sitting on the stands. Shaving cream slapped me. I was like, holy shit, this means war. I went back home, bought a full shaving cream thingy, 
Next day, in the morning, I see him down the corridor by the science hall, just past the tuck shop. Tuck shop. Tuck shop. Put a whole lot of shaving cream, get a running start, run past him, bah! Smack him. It sprays everywhere. Now, Jared has tendencies to go from like mediocre 10, 15 to 150 in a matter of a second. Like, he gets angry quickly. And like very, very angry. So he was chasing after me. I was like, fuck, I don't know what he's going to do. I don't want to fight him. We're still friends, but this is, it's, we're even now. We're even. If we fight, then we're not even anymore. So I'm like, okay, I need a, a place to survive. So I run to the, the fire hose. And I s spray him at bay with the fire hose. He's getting more angry, but I'm not turning it off. I have to stay strong. I'm just spraying him. Like, don't cut me. I'll, I'll spray it. Because that thing's powerful as well. Yeah. And then uh, the teacher walks around the corner, Miss Ramsuk. And she's like, go to Mr. Governor's office. And I'm like, no, no, ma'am, I can't. Uh, please, I can't get in trouble. I promise I won't do it again, I swear, I swear. And she's like, no, I'm going. And then she walks down the corridor back towards the tuck shop and up those stairs past the, the front office and uh, the foyer. And I'm like, shit, she's going. So I intercept her. I go right up the stairs there. Um, by the end of the corridor and run across the cod and catch her as she's about to go in. And I'm like, I'm super sorry. And I'm like, turning on the charm. And then I hug her and then she's like, hey, don't do it again. Don't do it again. And then later that day, um, we're sitting in English. Tristan was there. And I convinced Tristan. I was like, I have what? Actually, let's say Mr. Krauss gave us the idea. He told Tristan to put the shaving cream on his foot, on his hand. Um, and then catch Lloyd as he was walking out. So we go there with our plan, and Tristan's hiding behind the wall, and Lloyd walks out, and Tristan just, bah! Sacks him. So Lloyd gets, like, like flustered, like, what the fuck? And then Tristan just starts running, so Lloyd has a, a tog bag with a hockey stick, like, rested on the tog bag. Hoys it, throws it at him, like, kind of hits him on the shin, falls. He comes back, they, like, sort it out, uh, we all start laughing. I'm laughing, like, the whole time. Um... Now the problem only starts to begin when Mrs. LaRue comes and it's, it's like after school so a lot of people have gone and they've left. Um, and it was me, Lloyd and Tristan and I think Mrs. LaRue was talking to us and then Aiden walked past, Aiden Rodder. And she was like, Aiden you need to cut your hair, why is your hair so long? And then he was like, um, why don't you cut your hair? And I was like, fuck, we've, we're not a part of this guy, we don't know him, we're in our own separate situation. Anyway, he goes, and then she comes, like, starts talking to us and says, Why are we drinking? What, uh, we can smell alcohol, why are you drinking? Now, Lloyd's dad, uh, Mr. Stanley had helped Lloyd do something the day before, so he had brought him a bottle of wine, which was in the tug bag. Now, we're on the top floor English classes, so it broke, leaked out his bag, dripped down all the stairs, so they thought we'd been drinking. Luckily, Mrs. LaRue was really nice, she knew us, and she let us go. Next day, Mr. LaRue found out. Oh, this is good. Yeah, so, we had to go Mr. Governor's office, me, Lloyd, Tristan. Aiden got dealt with separately, I think he got, like, straight detention. We had to go explain to Mr. Governor what was happening, because they thought we'd been drinking. Um, so, first we go, it's me and Lloyd that go in, they leave Tristan out. And they show us the film and we like looking. It's difficult going into an office with your friend because you just want to laugh so badly. 
and you're like holding it in and it makes it so much harder. Um, and we're looking at the film uh, and then he said something to us like, okay, go out. But we were pretty chilled. Um, I don't know. And then he brought Tristan in and he just flipped Tristan, like just roasted and just went deep on him because Tristan's parents were on the board of governors so he went extra hard on him. And then Tristan came out, he looked distraught and like super broken. But while he was in there, me and Logan were planning like, can we run away? What if we leave, leave the country? You have a bike, we'll just leave now. We can just run out the door off the side, go, we'll never come back. Because we thought we were going to get in so much trouble. Turns out we never really got in trouble, but Tristan like didn't speak to us for like eight months. Obviously, he, they told his parents, his parents was fucking pissed off at him. And his parents are super strict, so like they never... They probably never handled it the best way, but yeah. And then slowly he's obviously come round. But yeah, I was in Mr. Gomez's office a few times. Yeah. It sucked being in there, man. Just. Ugh. Were you ever in there? Once or twice. For what? Oh, truancy mostly. But nothing. You know that answer better than anybody. I never worked for Russia. Not only did I never work for Russia, I think it's a disgrace that you even asked that question because it's a whole big fat hoax. It's just a hoax. Sadistic, always on that fucking killer shit. Bullets on the beat, I see an average gang of murder with Nothing on the face inside of watch that says we conquer it. Blacked out, fair red eyes, hell motionless. I'm running in the circles of my life, and I ain't feeling it no more. Can I even have a score? Religious repetition, leave that bullshit at the door. Like the fuel, start the war. There is many fucking things I still cannot ignore. Pushing your beliefs on people like can't take it anymore. Cause I'm a big body fans, all black in a trench coat. 